Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. And helping me always, I got Chi-Tow Mark and I got Kyle Magnum in the frozen tundra up at the PA with Drizzle. Woo-hoo. Welcome back, guys. We're shivering and trying to keep warm here, Rowdy, uh, but uh, we're we're good at it. It's nothing new for us. Uh, Even in this so-called off-season, we got lots to talk about. We have a great guest tonight, too, with Daytona Pam. We haven't talked to him since Watkins Glen, so he's long overdue and looking forward to talking with him about that. Kyle, you got your first meeting with uh, the Sultan of... uh, uh, Watkins Glen at the campsite this year, and uh, uh, we had a great weekend, didn't we? Yeah, it was a good time, you know, and especially with ARCA, Xfinity, and Cup returning there next year, August 22nd or August 21st. It's going to be a good weekend again, you know, being the second to last race before the playoffs. Yeah, it was a good spot, you know, and Goody reserved it again for another year, and uh, yeah, hopefully <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be able to see another great race, and you know, there's always good racing there. Well, your dad had a great time, did he not, Kyle? Cause, uh, Tom, yeah, he, he did. Oh. He, he took me there in 2006, and, uh, you know, we went for about eight straight years, and then he stopped going, and I kept on going, and then I stopped going, and we both went, both returned there in 2021. So, uh, yeah, it kind of just broke a, a streak for both of us not being there for a while, and, uh, you know, it was nice for him to come, you know, kind of kind of caught me off guard a little bit, you know, I'm a little older now, and... But, uh, you know, he was game for it, and uh, he enjoyed it, and, you know, we got to get a get a full race weekend out of it. Well, guys, we got the outlaw itself, Daytona Tom. Welcome Woo-hoo. to the show, Daytona Tom. Speaking of the devil, the emperor Daytona of Tom reports. <laughs> How you doing, guys? Hey, good Tom. Good to, good to hear from you, my friend. Very good to hear from you. <laughs> So the big talk, Tom, was from the, uh, warm and sunny Florida here. Well, quit rubbing it in, big guy. <laughs> the big talk was what you made a big score on the campsite at Watkins Glen. Yes, I, I feel like a track Whoa. owner now, or car owner, I should say. <laughs> well, I, Tom, that was such a great spot that you uh, procured for the gang that. Uh, it was tough to leave. I mean, it, we had great views. We had great views of people, great views of racing. Everything we needed was in a few footsteps away from us. And uh, well done, sir. Well done. Now we know why they call you the Sultan of uh, Watkins Glen. <laughs> yeah, that worked out pretty good. I'm, I'm holding on to that spot. <laughs> we hope you do, buddy. I, I'm looking forward. Hopefully, uh I'm going to get to be there in 2022 there, Tom. I, Good deal. I, we talked earlier. I, I just really did not believe we'd get that race in, but but they did. I'm glad. That was kind of a turning point, really. Watkins yeah, they with, had um, and, and they had a great crowd come out. The, uh, the only trick for next year will be is that um, it is the weekend before Daytona is that race. So we'll be uh, backing them in weekend oh, to weekend. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. Well, if anybody could do it, 
You're the man, Tom. There's a reason you recall your Daytona time, buddy. <laughs> that's right. I won't I won't be missing a Daytona outing, that's for sure. So, uh, Tom, what did you think about the changing of the date from uh, 4th of July to August? Well, uh, personally, I, 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 the 4th of July was such a um, tradition that I was uh, disappointed to see it change. But um, they, they, given that, they had a great race uh, last August. Um, uh, we got we got the Xfinity raced out Friday night, but they just piled that on um, uh, Saturday afternoon, and uh, we just went on our way like nothing happened. Well, it's kind of expected, isn't it, in August? Yes, and um, you know, every, people forget about this stuff, but they used to run that race on July Fourth at ten in the morning, and there's a reason they did that because it rarely rains at ten in the morning in the summertime. And uh, they they moved it to the night, and they uh, realized that it rains at night in Florida sometimes. Can thank television for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Good call, Kyle. Well, guys, it all boils down. It's also a little cooler at that television. time of day. I think I, the only hotter race I can think of is when they used to run Talladega in July. Woo. I mean, <laughs> baby. Hey, I, want, uh, I can I, tell you, that witness, that, that was, uh, you couldn't bring enough ice to the track. <laughs> I can imagine. No, I bet. can well imagine. And that's before well, they well, had the big ice vending machines out now, that, like you have today, for $2. Well, you know, that bag now is $3. It first opened up yeah. at two feet, or a, a buck and a half, and then it stayed $2 for a while. But now it's up three dollars on on race day. Wow. Well, I had the um, I had the little window unit to, um, mounted up in the number three machine. We uh, we tried to ride out the heat. We we did okay. <laughs> you you know you you engineering types. You're always <laughs> coming up with some way somehow. Uh, and and you, and you know you. the other thing the other thing I've come up with is I know I already have in mind how to make it just a little bit better next summer. <laughs> I'd be I'd be disappointed if you didn't, Tom. Uh, <laughs> I understand you're trying to recruit our our main man, Mr. Rowdy, down to give you a hand uh, getting things sure. prepared for Daytona this he needs year. To, needs to be there. He's uh, he's qualified to work on the number three machine. <laughs> Well, well Tommy got mean, a good place any, to work already, on it. I mean, if anybody's got good. the history on that machine, it's you and Rowdy. <laughs> yeah, boy, that's for sure. And, huh? and speaking of history, how's Schmitty? Good. I talked to him a couple weeks ago. Um, seems he's doing good. Uh, he got a new phone, so uh, he'll be keeping in touch. <laughs> Yay! Well, give him give him my best, please. He we'll actually do. has moved up on the phone. He's yeah, he's got an Apple phone. I haven't seen it yet, but um, I'm sure it's got more features than he's uh, discovered yet. <laughs> he's got away from the flipper. Apparently. Because that's what uh, he had well, the last it time I was down there. Years, so. <laughs> Good for well, Smitty. I, I tried to call him from the beach. Um, I want to say it was... Boy, it was some race weekend when there was a rain out. Uh, might even have been Talladega. I wanted him to tell me when the uh, if, when the rain cleared so I could set up my uh, my race audio. 
and I couldn't get to him. I kept getting a voicemail with a female voice on it, and and never did get to him. And he called me later and said that his daughter was setting his phone up. So he should be in good uh, shape. Cool. So Tom, have you kept up with any of the new car of tomorrow that they're I, working on? I've been I've been just kind of reading headlines about it, and I just just discovered um tonight that um i think blaney nailed the top speed at charlotte at around 173 miles per hour which is uh, about seven mph off what the pole was for the 600 that was around that was north of 180 something so um kenny wallace chimed in and said he thought that was a that 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 the racing might even be better with him slowed down a little bit Well, you know, engine packages, suspension, <laughs> arrow. I mean, everything's a mystery right now, guys. I just suspect they're going to get faster and faster the longer they yeah. have the car. I mean, that just kind of makes common sense, doesn't it? It, it seems to me, the, the one thing I can't get my uh, my arm around quite yet, and I, I, I'm having a hard time accepting, is the single lug uh, wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, guys like Kyle will be easier because he's an indie car and open wheel man anyway. So uh, what are you saying there, Kyle? Kyle, do you think that's going to speed up the pit stops with the single nuts? It's definitely different. I saw a pit stop on Facebook today. I think it was the Chase Elliott crew, and they were practicing pit stops at Charlotte. Um, yeah, it's definitely different. I mean, the times are going to speed up. But, um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how. Hopefully the racing's good. You know, I hope the racing's good with the new car. Hopefully, I think I think they're slower than the ARCA car right now. Believe it or not. So uh, yeah, um, definitely interesting. You know, uh, hopefully this does produce a better race. I, like I said, I don't, I don't think we'll see. We won't know more till we probably do the second or third or fourth race into the season. But uh, you know, Daytona is always going to be a crapshoot. It always is. And, uh, you know, so I think, I think, you know, I think once we get, you know, in the first few races, then I think we'll, we'll see where we're at. Tom, what do you think about the Coliseum and the Clash? I mean, you, we talked about it earlier. You kind of, well, I, we, we, us that went to Daytona are, are kind of getting shorted a race. They, yeah, you know, I, I have a spot at Daytona, by the way, just to, in case you guys didn't know. And uh, they took a race out of my backyard up there. I was, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that works. Um, as, as Kyle just said earlier, I'm sure that's TV ratings driven. Yeah. They took a race away. They, they moved the Bush Clash. You know, really the first oh, yeah, uh, yeah, cup, yeah. cup deal out of the year. They moved it have to the to LA Coliseum. Have you been to by any chance? Sorry? Have you been to Bowman Gray Stadium by any chance? No, I haven't. You got to go there one day. And I have told, I don't know if the other guys have, have noticed or have been there, but I have been there. It is just amazing. Um, not the racing, you know, every, someone told me it's, you're not there for the racing, you're there for the experience. And seeing, seeing Tim Brown pass Junior Miller for the all-time wins list in the modified, I just happened, I don't know, I don't know how I could have caught that at a better time. Um, you know, like the first night I go to, oh, actually I was there three times in the week, but uh, the first night I go, Ooh. Tim Brown wins a hundred lapper and then he wins the second night too. So, uh, yeah, uh, last time the K and N ARCA E series was there. So, um, definitely, I, I think that, I think the Coliseum is going to be more like Bowman Gray. I know they tested the car there and, uh, 
I think it's going to be a lot like that. You know, it's going to be hard to pass, and especially when you're, you're going to put 40 cars on a, on a on a little track like the uh, the Coliseum is going to be. What is it, Kyle? So, the, uh, the ambiance of the football field in the background, or I mean, to know you're at a at a football stadium racing a flat track. Well, they have raced there. They have raced at Soldier Field before in Chicago. I think Mark knows about yes. that. Um, they have raced there in the past, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think the Coliseum has a lot of history. Um, you know, especially with the, the you know the University of Southern California Trojans uh, playing there in their home stadium, and I know the Rams were playing there for a while too, and before their new stadium. So uh, there's a lot of history there with sports. And uh, you know it's a, you know it's, and it's a really big area, you know, big tourist area. You know, Hollywood's not far, and you know you have L.A. and uh, you know you have the area. You're, you're in California, so um, what's nice is what I didn't know is the Super Bowl is actually the 13th of February this year, so um, there will be no conflict with the Super Bowl and the clash. So that's that's definitely some good news there. Well, it's a late Super Bowl this year, isn't it? Believe it or not, it's going to be in Los Angeles the week after the clash. I know how I Well, you know, so, uh, our, our our own Tom and Dave and, and, and Rowdy were able to be at the Super Bowl last year over in Tampa, weren't you guys? Yes, we, we were. We were near the house. <laughs> we, we did pretty good. <laughs> well, you know what? You were a lot closer than we're. Where Kyle and I were bought guys, and I know you had a good time last year, and, and that experience—that—that's—that's that's priceless, man, priceless. There was a lot going on over there. The Go goat ahead, was winning another Super Bowl. <laughs> so where is the Super Bowl this year, guys? It's at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. That's what we, if it's the week after, is that correct? The week before. Or the week before the, week the, after the, the, week the after Rolex. Or the clash. Well, it's two weeks after the clash. I think it's a, let me just double check, make sure I was right. And we still have the Uh-oh. Snowball Derby, too, coming up. Yeah, it's the it's February 13th. Okay. Yeah, it's in well, L.A. Speaking of the, you know, Tom, you should head, uh, Head north the week after Thanksgiving and join Rowdy and I in uh, Pensacola for the Derby. Um, I think it's a it's a weekend you truly enjoy, my friend. I've, I've heard good things about it. It really is. It's, a, what NAS, it's what NASCAR races used to be like, isn't it, Rowdy? Yeah, it, it's so uh, it's truly a different experience. To, yeah. Tom, Tom, have you ever been to Sebring before? I have not. That's on my list. We got to do that, Tom. Um, I I ran across. I thought there was something going on there this week. Actually, I could be wrong. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Trans Am or somebody like that. I think you're right because Turtles down there now. I believe you're. I believe that's where he's headed. I I have in my race notes November 18th through 20th is the 24 hours of Sebring. The 24 hours. That's what. That's what what my junk car race. I, I don't know. I don't know what cars they are. I would have assumed it was oh, IMSA related, but I'm it not is. sure. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, there is that 24-hour of Lemons race, and that's uh, you get a beater and you try to make it go 24 hours on a road course, and uh, 
guys seem to have a lot of fun with that, and I can see why. I'd probably get off on that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Run around in an oil burner, big old tires, and a helmet in a cage. Away we go, guys. Away we go. That'd be fun. (laughs) So they kind of made it inconvenient for to hang around for the 24 hours and then do the 500. That, that's a few, well, few days layover between the races. Yeah, you could well, take a nice get... vacation between those two. <laughs> I, 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 I thought they had it kind of figured out where it worked pretty good. Yeah, well, they, they shortened up speed weeks is what threw a wrench in that. Yeah. Well, let's face it, at this point in time, two weeks is a long speed weeks. Now, 10 days probably wouldn't have been so bad, guys, but, uh, yeah, they they really took the a bite out of it last year, didn't they? And uh, they haven't brought it back. Um, but I'll but we, got an extra, we got an extra um, we got an extra race weekend out of it because they brought the California race in. So I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining about this year. <laughs> this year was awesome. I mean, we did 24 hours and very little layover to the 500. And, I mean, it, that all worked really well. Sure did. Well, all I remember is you guys had a warm weather, and I looked up my deck every morning, and it got deeper and deeper, and I had a four-foot snow pile on my deck. By the time Speed Weeks was over, and I can't tell you how much I wanted to be down there with you guys. <laughs> Kyle, they had, a full week of, they had a full weekend of racing at New Smyrna, Tom, this past weekend. Yeah. No I mean, kidding. Yeah. Governor's, nope. Governor's Cup was this weekend. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty fun track right there. They go around fast. I, I like the uh, Kyle like it. The, the modifieds there really put on a great show. <laughs> yes, they do. And they just, I mean, that's where the, that's where the wheel on modified tour is opening up next year in New Smyrna. Yeah. And then the Arca East was probably open up there again too. Are they giving the East schedule out, guys? No, I didn't. I haven't seen it. Well, hopefully, if, if they're having an East and a West, uh, we'll, we'll get to see them at New Smyrna again. Um, because, Rowdy, uh, you've been there the last couple of years, and I was there a couple of years ago. That that was such a good race. And then some of the pavement pounders off for 50 or so plus laps. That was a lot of fun, too. So uh, there's a reason it's called Speed Weeks, right, guys? Yeah, Speed Weeks. Well, mm-hmm. how the racers get their wives back for Valentine's Day, so there's, there's, there not is mine. a... <laughs> Probably not mine. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I generally miss Ann's birthday and Valentine's Day because they're a week apart, and uh, some way, somehow, I'm always seem to be in Daytona the past few years. Uh, we're gonna change that, and, and we're gonna get her to join us, guys. That, that's the that's the uh, what we need to do to solve the problem. 
There you go. And that's already almost there. You're almost that promised land. <laughs> She's got less than a year to go, fellas. Tom, what'd you think about the schedule for twenty twenty two? Um the well the obvious thing was was they bunched my two races together, but that's a, that's that's doable. Um uh, otherwise, um you know, it looks pretty reasonable to me. We got um you know, things like Coda is on there. Um I think um I it looks pretty good. What what I what I find interest what I will find interesting or we all will is um I think I sent you a, a note about it, Rowdy, that um so some of the guys inside of um NASCAR have thrown up a twenty thirty schedule and trying to trying to visualize what that looks like. That I'd like to know what that Oof. um brew is. A flying that would be cool. So maybe will will we be looking you know, the traditional speedways, um Will will we evolve from that? It'll be real fascinating to understand what they come up with. Well, well considering it, it, what they want to do with with California and make it a short track and half mile and get rid of the two mile speedway, that's, uh, that's right. a heck of an undertaking, guys. It, that's amazing. They're going to do that. Well, we need to get you up here in the Midwest sometime this summer, possibly, Tom. Uh, Road America would be a fun weekend for you to, to check out. I'm, and, and there's some other uh, weekends up here, too. So, uh, Yeah, I'll be doing Land good. Uh, I, I, I'm setting a goal again to be, to be at Watkins Glen. I'll be doing good to get that, that done and to get back in, <laughs> in, in time for the uh, Coke Zero 400. This is true. Tom, what did you think about NASCAR's announcement that somewhere near future there's going to be a hybrid? Well, I was going to mention that. Um, I'm looking, you know, I've been looking at notes on this um, next-gen car, and they've, des- according to uh, Media Insiders, they've designed it forward-looking to be able to make it a hybrid. So my 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 first ta- thought on that, trying not to be too sarcastic, was. Um, you know those lithium batteries they they make a heck of a fire. I hope we got good good fire suits and you know a, a good fire is always good you know when you're in the infield in February. I just hope they know what they're doing with that thing <laughs> yeah, what does it do in a high impact Oof. right uh, so I, it, now the the only thing I can think of, and maybe Kyle knows something more about this, I seem to remember they ran a hybrid at the at Le Mans recently. I want to say, and that's the they, only they, that, that's the only the, car I know about. The past couple of years they have. Okay. Um, uh, and I think they, I think they're trying to get to the point where they run a full uh, a battery or electric car. The, the the I don't mind watching electric cars race. I know I've seen it on TV with that Formula E, and the racing isn't bad, guys. But there's no sound. They're too quiet. They have to figure out something with that because, let's face it, listening and feeling to them coming to the green flag at Daytona or whatever the track may be is uh, one of the reasons we're there, isn't it? Uh, I would think so. 
That's a that, sense you know, that they're uh, taking away. But to but to look at it from their point of view, I, I mean, we are we are in theory emulating a production car here, and all the big three are moving towards um, it, hybrid slash electric cars. So, so if, if you're going to be leading edge, at some point you're going to you're going to have to look hard at that. I mean, they, they they've got to look at it. Well, Steve, yeah, the Southeast Asian, the uh, the, the Japanese cars, the, and then the Europeans, everybody seems to be going full bore on this electric car theory. But they still yeah, don't know I what mean, to so do with GM, those huge GM batteries. And all of them, all of them, and, and uh, I, I I just don't know what's going to happen when we don't listen to them. We can't hear and feel them as they race. Uh, that's such a big part of uh, motorsports, at least for our generation at this point. Uh, and to take that away, uh, wow. I, I would think we're a, we're a longer ways away from that than than things imply here. I, I mean, I don't see it happening soon, but they were probably smart if they laid out that that next gen car to do some forward oh, thinking yeah. on it. That that was probably a good thing to do. Well, it's going to be different. Everybody's, <clears throat> everybody, I think, is on equal footing when the first start because nobody has no notes. And the testing that they're doing now is. But you know that, listen, guys, Austin wrecked that car. And within eight hours, they had it totally ready to go back. And if you've seen that car, that t- car was toast. Well, well you know, I was. Hey, nobody could wreck a car as good as Austin, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I saw him on a 95 the other day, actually. <laughs> uh, but the uh, I was reading about that, and um, the, the some somebody's take on it was is that if that ever happened during a race, the idea would be is to repair it in the racetrack and not if. if you know, have the option not to put a backup car in, but fix it. Right. Well, again, there would be less cost again, wouldn't it? Yeah, which is what I suspect the single lug thing is trying to do, would be my yeah. guess. Well, the, with their cost reductions with the new car and everything, guys, it's also costing people, so they're uh, cutting back on their staff, basically. They don't need the amount of people they have right now, and... Uh, Hopefully, a bunch of newer teams are going to come on the scene to be able to pick up some of those crew members. Uh, Tom, uh, most memorable moment of twenty twenty one. Well, uh, having not not thought about that and having to answer it cold, I think what I, the, my cold answer would be is seeing Kyle Larson win at Watkins Glen and smoking the field by a second. Wow. Uh, what about you, Mark? Again, that was cold. Uh, Nashville, the Super Speedway coming back online. Uh, I thought that was big. Um, I think it's going to be even bigger now with uh, them being purchased by SMI. So, uh, good move on Dover's part at the time, and uh, 
Racing was pretty good, wasn't it, Rowdy? When we were there, yeah, it was. We, we saw it. Kyle? I got one that's going to trump all of them. Oh, jeez. I wasn't you know there, that, but... but, of course, you know, I, I don't. I haven't seen a better story than this since this happened. But my favorite story of the year was Dave Blaney passing Selton Hottenshield in the last lap of the World of Outlaws feature at Sharon Speedway. I think that was in May. Oh, I think that's, that's, that's hands down the best call. story of the year. I mean, I know Kyle Larson winning yeah. the championship. What a comeback. But <clears throat> you, you, you talk about a comeback. And you see Dave Blaney win in front of the home crowd in the last lap of the World of Outlaws race in 2021. Well, I mean, I, I would have not imagined that. And it's his track. But, he owns that racetrack on top of it. But that's for me, that's, 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 the, speedway, so that's the that best cool. moment of the year, I think. You know, especially when you when you that's ask fun. me the be- any best racing moment was probably that one. I, I just don't see any other good moment, really good moment, topping that. It's just to see Dave Blaney win that and, you know, the Buckeye Bullet that he is uh, coming out on top and winning that um, just really just blew me away. That, that was Dave racing or Ryan Blaney racing? Dave. Dave. No kidding. Oh, wow. it was very cool. It was on TV, Tom. Uh, I, I, I caught that. it by accident one afternoon, and I was watching it, and uh, I, I didn't know at the time who had won. And, uh, yeah, you, the adrenaline was flowing, and the crowd just went un, unbelievably berserk that evening, didn't they, Kyle? Yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, I mean, I've seen a lot of great moments this year. You know, seeing Kyle Larson win at Grandview, I think, for like the fifth or sixth time. Um, you know, going to see the dirt with you guys at Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> very important parts of the trip. Getting into Mahoning, that was another one I had to make sure we, we, we absolutely had to make happen. Um, you know, I, I think the Pocono weekend for me, I think that was that was very uh, it was very busy, but uh, very rewarding. You know, Watkins Glen, same deal. You know, good to be there. Yes. Good to be back. Um, first time in in six years, um, back to Glen. Well, so um, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. That's where I bought. That's where I, I, I shot that. Uh, I took uh, those pictures on pit road before the Arca race. I still have them. So uh, you know, that Chase Briscoe car still looks pretty nice on my laptop. It was going to be a winner that day if if it hadn't broken. Uh, Watkins Glen was special to me too. It was my first time there. Um, and you know what? The darn Tom, Daytona Tom, gets an unbelievably great spot for us to be able to view the racing app uh, on top of that. So it was great. Uh, Dave and Tom and uh, Mike, uh, Kyle's father and Kyle himself, uh, we just had a deal with uh, the uh, the large stogie butts that uh, we're collecting in the uh, – our camping area from Kyle through the weekend, but otherwise it was good. It, it was a great, great weekend. What was Rowdy's favorite? Okay, Rowdy. Uh, uh, my, I tell you, my and, probably and just yeah. The, the and best what's part of mine favorite is was uh, Father's Day at Nashville with Kyle Bush one, and he let Braxton. Give him a shower, the Gatorade shower at the very end. That was pretty cool. But to watch and be able to be part of watching Kyle Larson win, I think I've seen him win three races this year. That's pretty incredible. 
it is considering uh, uh, we thought we were going full bore and that we were limited on the races we could get into as the season progressed then and da 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 I'm looking forward to a normal, as normal as we can get year next year, guys. And uh, uh, looking forward, the race I think I'm probably looking forward to the most. We've been to the track before, but the atmosphere and the host, uh, John Bishi with uh, Worldwide Technology at Gateway, that's going to be a fun event, boys. Off the track event was Tom and I riding the John Deere tractor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know what happened, Tom, after you guys went and did that, who gets home and decides, well, I need one in my garage too. <laughs> oh wow. So there goes Rowdy. He goes out and he gets his tractor too and uh <laughs> if I had a place in in a, somewhere to I'd have one probably also. But, it's getting uh, <laughs> right time. Christmas parade time. Well, <laughs> those older ones and that popping sound they make, it's just, it's a unique, fun sound, and you know right away what it is when you hear it. Yeah, the uh, when, whenever someone asks me, what the heck are you doing with a tractor, I always say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a hemp farm. <laughs> <laughs> They need knolls. They're needing knolls. There you go. The CBDs, they're ready for it now, Tom. I'm ahead of the curve. Hey, America's true crash crop. It has been for years. <laughs> well, well okay. I guys, we don't want to listen, go. I've got this uh, RFK. It's called the RFK. Sounds like something assassination of JFK, but that's, <laughs> that's the new Ralph Fenway Kalowski <clears throat> Kalowski adventure. And guys, we're gonna play that to take us out of this show. Tom, what you got to close us out tonight? We'll start with you first. Well, if we you want to talk about RFK for a second. Um I was just reading today, it, of course, that's the Red, Roush Fenway was the Red Sox organization that bought mm-hmm. into Fen, to Roush Racing. And I just read today, unrelated to racing, but they just bought, um, they bought the Penguins hockey team, I just read. And uh, apparently, they, um, according to the media here, uh, let's see, they are partners is how they phrased it, not owners. They're partners in the RFK racing team. And I was reading something on it today, and basically what the plan is, if you believe uh, what you read, is that Kozlowski has bought into that, has made an investment in that, and his investment's going to get bigger, and Jack Roush's is going to get smaller is the long-term plan, if they can have any success. Sounds reasonable. Jack's getting on up there, guys. I mean... For that to continue, that's, somebody that's young like Brad's got to take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like Hendrick has got uh, Jeff Gordon there um, getting him prepped, I think the same thing's going on at Roush. What's happening with Childers? Uh, what's your thing on look at with Childers right now, Tom? I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, given that uh, my, 
She, did, did, they didn't make, even make the playoffs, did they? No. No. Okay, so you got the grand, you got the grandkids driving there. I, I assume that's the succession plan. But I don't know. Kyle. I, Tyler Reddick made the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right, Kyle. As usual. He made us look bad again. Yeah, as usual. You got it. <laughs> I, I was, th- I, ke- I kept thinking of the Dillon brothers. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't imagine them in the playoffs. But you're right. A, a children's car got in. I, by, I, by the like by the hair really. of his chinny chin chin by the way that was a that was a whisker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Richard's going anywhere anytime soon I mean uh, nah. I, I'm I I mean I was quite impressed when he put uh, Kyle Bush in a headlock there a couple years ago I think I think he still got it <laughs> That was good. I think his, I think I think Jimmy Spencer said one time. I think I think he I think was did a job on his makeup too. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Well, when Here, Childress, I, I, you know, I, I watch those Dale Junior downloads occasionally, and he did one with Richard Childress, and um, somehow one of the guys tried to get Childress to talk about Kyle Bush, and he wouldn't do it. He said, "I don't want to get." In, you know that that's bygones be yeah, bygones. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's I talk about the same something show. else. <laughs> yeah, it was good. That was a good well. Show. Somewhere you gotta lay years. you gotta lay it down and forget it. You know. Yes. Well, Especially you know what, guys? Kind of the, the forgotten name of Childress Racing Girls. He's always in the background. Is Dylan, and that's Austin and Ty's father. Uh, I think he for the most part, taking on a bigger and bigger role in running the team on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and then they also have uh, uh, Andy Petrie there also. So uh, I think they at least they have some kind of succession working already there. Well, g- given the, the direction the sport's going in, I, I think uh, they're probably in good shape. They just need to maintain a critical mass in there because, you know, comp- competition mm-hmm. – not not only between racing, but for sponsors and and corporate attention is it's, it's probably going to get harder going forward. Most definitely. And uh, and one way to one, one way to imagine that, and I, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this, Rowdy, but I'll throw it out there. Um, you know, is, is to have a look at who's not going to be at Daytona come February. And unfortunately, number one in that list is probably Ryan Newman. Exactly. Absolutely. Matt Benedetto. Yeah, well, that's another one. Out yep. of my mouth. Uh, Ryan Priest is another one. Some teams are going back to one car for multiple cars. Uh, we're having new teams starting up. Uh, satellite uh, deals going on with all sorts of manufacturers. Uh, we're truly going to need a scorecard, I think, in Daytona. Uh, it's not just a renewing and, and, and uh, seeing who's got the new color changes. Uh, it's really, truly going to be different next year, guys. Yes. You got Kurt Busch coming in that 45 car. That's another Toyota to the field, too, guys. 
Yeah, that's, and that will probably help those guys. That's probably, you know, believe it or not, he'll probably help that team. You're not kidding. Hey, it's all I about know. a push, guys. That's you, Don't you think that's probably the main reason that they hired him in the first place? Is they sure. need I mean, that he, experience he, in the background. He can give them. He, and he made Ganassi. He made Ganassi better, and which who's another guy that's not going to be at Daytona in February? No, but there's another new super team that's coming along through that uh, organization that they purchased up, Tom. And I just think it's exciting that we have all this new uh, money and ownership coming into this, uh, the racing world, not only in Cup, but we have Xfinity in trucks also, and uh, it, it's just going to make us hopefully better in the long run. I think so. No, I think it, I think I think that's good. Um, you know, follow the money, and you know the money's flowing. So that's a good thing. It's uh, athletes and entertainers. Mm-hmm. Yep, Pitbull and Michael Jordan. Those are two really big, huge names to be bringing into our sport, guys. Well, it brings uh, money. diverse crowd. Kind of what you're open for, I would think. Good. I hope I hope that's the case. I, I truly do. Uh, and I think slowly but surely we've seen a small, very small start on that end, Rowdy and, and Tom and Kyle. And uh, I, I think we seem to see more diverse crowds as the as the next couple of years progress. I, I think that's going to change, and it needs to. The old guard's gone. Uh, it's wide open, and we need to get more people involved with this CCR and cooking, camping, and racing. It's as simple as that. Well, the survival of the sport, they've got, they've got to diversify. So I, I, I see diversification coming this way, even down to the tracks. Yes. Yes, and, and uh, 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 we, we've seen the changes happening already uh, at tracks we've entertained ourselves at this year, Rowdy and uh, Kyle and, and Tom. I'm sure we've all noticed that the crowds may not be quite what they were possibly, but and they're also changed. It's a different type of crowd a little bit, too. Kyle, what you got? Just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with myself. Uh, <laughs> tough when the racing season's over, you know. Um, Bats was freezing cold, by the way. But they got it in, though, so I'm glad. But, uh, yeah, my racing season's over with. But, uh, you know, looking forward to the indoor races here in January at Allentown. Um, that's kind of what I have planned next. Um other than that, you know, uh, just kind of getting ready for Thanksgiving here, um, another week or so. But um, yeah, just kind of just looking forward to the holidays and uh, not looking forward to the winter time. Uh, I, I don't like the winter, but you know, maybe hopefully that'll change one day, and I'll never have to worry about the winter again. Well, guys, well, you know, you know, you know what we say here, Kyle. All the smart people move to Florida. Hey, listen to tell him, Kyle. <laughs> You know, it was some place for us northerners to go during the winter months. So, uh, 
They were darn glad of it. <laughs> Kyle's, Kyle's thinking that way. I don't blame him. I'd get out of PA. I'm sorry, Pennsylvania people, but it's not for me. Well, you know, I love it in the summer. The here. It's the same here for me in Chi-Town. Uh, January and February are not uh, weatherways. Uh, great times to be in this area. So we even like to escape and get out. So if things go to plan, Rowdy, uh, you and Tom and Dave and myself, and hopefully we can recruit old Kyle to join us sometime during speed weeks and uh, the 24 hours. And looking forward to it, guys. Uh, but until then, we got the Derby coming up, Rowdy. Looking yes, forward to that. We've got the championship in Nashville. Rowdy's going to be there covering it live for us. I'll be in Pensacola and take care of that end, and then we'll meet up at the end of the week for the Derby. So uh, looking forward to it. And uh, I might sneak off to Fort Wayne for an indoor midget race, guys. Cars, not the people. So, uh, <laughs> hey, until Monday night, let that light shine bright. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. Tom, man, appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Kyle, Tom. always appreciate it. No, <laughs> Mark, no problem. Appreciate it. I'm going to play this little uh, RFK, and uh, we'll close out on that one, guys. Thanks a lot. Charlotte Motor Speedway. Good night, Chad. Uh, the best track to work with on the Good circuit. Good night, John, boy. <laughs> uh, what we're going to do, we're joined here today by Steve Newmark, Brad Kozlowski, and Jack Rouse. You guys all know who they are. Uh, Steve is going to walk us through. Uh, what we're here to talk about today, then we're going to do a, bit, a little bit of an unveil, and then we'll hear from the guys. We'll take questions. Stick around after if you need some one-on-one stuff. We'll accommodate whatever needs you have. So, again, we appreciate your time, and I'm going to hand it over to Steve. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, appreciate all of you guys being here. Uh, I know we got a couple really exciting days of testing coming up out on the track here and figured we'd start it off in a little different way. Um, I know a lot of you guys were with us when we were at the Hall of Fame, and we announced Brad coming into the Roush Fenway family, uh, obviously a lot of dialogue then, and, and a lot of the questions that we had at the time were about, all right, what's the team name going to be? Are you guys going to rebrand? And, and we kind of said, hey, right now we're just trying to digest the, you know, Brad coming on board, and Brad was still running for a championship. We were still going, and we said, all right, why don't we, let's wait till the right time to talk about that. And so now fast forward, and, uh, and here we are. It is the right time. So I think for some people, a logo, a name, just kind of words on paper, pictures on paper. For us, it's much, much more. For us, kind of what our name is, what our logo is, it's our brand, it's our identity, it's our promise to both our employees and our fans about who we are and what we, and what we represent. And at this stage of our kind of history of this company, it also represents a lot more. It signifies and symbolizes a much bigger change that we have going on, and that's, that's Brad Keselowski coming in to, as both driver, owner, and, and competition leader. So um, before we kind of get into the unveil and give, you the, and give you the details, thought we'd share a little bit about the process that went into this. And first and foremost, I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't call out Amanda Palmer and Kevin Woods for running this whole process. This was way more involved than I think any of us would have anticipated. This is only the second time in our history that, that we've done this. We obviously did it in 2007 when the Fenway Sports Group came on board, and Amanda and Kevin have really helped us navigate this and uh, allowed us to be here today and get where we are. Um, when we embarked on it, I think we realized that 
we're a race team, you know, we think we're good at what we do, but we needed some outside help. So we engaged the Rare Design Agency, which is a creative design agency in Mississippi to help us out. And these folks have been absolutely fantastic. Their ex expertise goes beyond anything that I think we could have imagined. And they're a boutique firm in Mississippi that does stuff, has done rebranding for the Hawks, the Lakers, uh, the Pelicans, the Hornets, a lot of NBA teams. They've done the 49ers, Texans, a lot of NFL uh, MLB teams and MLS, and they actually did the rebrand for NASCAR as well. And so they came in and really tried to explain to us that this is not just about creating a hundred different pictures of what a logo and then having somebody decide what they like the color scheme, although I think we did end up with over a hundred different logos that we had to sift through. But they explained to us that it's really about trying to figure out who you are and what you want to represent. Um, I do want to pause for a second and uh, mention uh, Rodney Richardson, who's the founder of Rare Design. So in the middle of this process, Rodney found out that he had some significant health challenges that he was going to have to tackle going forward. And based on the, the magnitude of those challenges, we would have expected him to kind of step aside and focus on that. But he, he told us that he was committed, that he wanted to be part of this, and he saw it all the way through. So Rodney, if you're listening, we are, we are thinking about you, and you're, you're in our thoughts and prayers. So what did Rare do? So they came in and said, we want to interview people all across the company. So they did about 40 interviews, kind of starting at board of directors, owners, drivers, uh, former drivers, former employees, shop employees, crew, crew folks, and really tried to get a measure of kind of who we thought we were and then where we wanted to go going forward. Um, and kind of what came out of that was not surprising. I don't think it'll be surprising to, to anybody here, but it really validated a lot of the, the ideas that we had about our company and what Jack, has, what Jack has built, and that then informed what we wanted to say about ourselves going forward. So. I'm going to read some of the comments that, we, that came back in. These were all anonymous part of these interviews because I think it helps understand how we arrived where we, where we, where we did. Um, there was a very big common theme throughout everything, and there was a, an excitement and an energy around Brad coming on board and Brad being a spark. That term was used a lot, that he is a spark. He brings the same philosophy um, that Jack has used and kind of the values and our legacy and the principles, and there's so much similarity. Um, I think on the surface when you look at them, you may not think that they, uh, they you know, they, they are, are aligned and similar, but I think Chris Busher characterized it best that I've shared with you that he said Brad Keselowski is more like Jack Roush than any other driver in the garage. Some of the other comments that we got were, it's time to create Roush 3.0. We really do need to take the next step. We need to evolve. We need to get better. Uh, there was the idea that Brad reinforces that kind of winning drive and winning philosophy that Jack has always embodied. Um, quotes that I, that I read in there that I think really captures a lot of what we're trying to do is that bringing Brad on board um, represents a true succession and reinvigoration plan for our organization. At the same time, there was also a very heavy sentiment that it's time for us to earn back to where we were before, that we needed to put the time and effort to get us back to where we were when Jack uh, built this company. And there was a sentiment that we need to use our tenacity and mental toughness, which have been hallmarks of the organization, to allow us to succeed. And then the last, the last quote that uh, I'll, I'll read to you that, that really resonated with me is uh, some of the feedback was, what makes someone great at racing is stubbornness. The stubborn person looks at the world and works to change it until they succeed. That's Jack Roush and that's Brad Keselowski. So we did all of that stuff. We got all this feedback from everybody. And you know, we then worked to say, okay, how do we kind of distill that down to its essence? And really what it came down to for us is three pillars. There are kind of three pillars and 
foundations that we believe represent our company and what we want to be, both existing and then aspirational. Um, and each one we've kind of tied to a particular owner, although there's overlap between all of them. So when we think of kind of Jack Roush and Roush Industries, uh, it's all about innovation and kind of our legacy, our inspiration. And then when you move towards the Fenway Sports Group, um, it's about kind of determination. And if you look at all of the, the teams and the, the franchises under the Fenway umbrella, they all have a certain swagger to them and their expectations to win championships. And Fenway has brought that to us from day one. And then, of course, with Brad, it's about passion and it's our drive and our commitment. And so when we look at all of those, we think that you weave those threads together and that's really our recipe for success going forward. So I think, Josh, you've got a video that will now get to the fun stuff. It's a big dream of mine to be an owner and partner at NASCAR's top level. To join with Jack Roush and the Fenway Sports Group, all will get in the drive of the fame number six Ford. How could I say no? In, in my career, I've always married business with, with my competitive interests. Brad has done the same thing. With the right resources, the best people, and the best processes, we're aiming for greatness. I'm proud to help bring you Roush Fenway Kozlowski Racing. So as you heard Brad mention, actually, Brad and Jack, why don't you come up here? I'll let you guys take the, pull the cover off. Our official corporate name will be Roush Fenway Kozlowski Racing. We are not naive enough to think that anybody will ever write that or say that based on the, the length of the name. And so what we will go by is RFK Racing going forward. So, all right, you guys going to pull it off? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess we do have different shirts on. So as you can appreciate, this is our actual test car because we don't have enough vehicles in inventory, but this will be on the track uh, tomorrow, which is also why you see Matt Fuchsia, Kevin Kidd, Matt McCall all here making sure that we don't do anything to uh, negatively impact this for tomorrow. So, Brad, you want to take the mic? Well, first off, thank you for attending. Um, it's a great group uh, to have here. Um, I know there's a lot going on, and we're so excited to bring this all to you. It's been a, um, a work of love uh, from a lot of different people uh, to bring all this together. And, um, you know, Steve brings out the passion, and, and the passion is uh, it's really peaked out. All of us are super excited about what we've got going on here. Uh, but with that, we want to first acknowledge where we've been. Uh, the six car has been in this sport now for uh, almost 30 years. And, or just past 30 years uh, with Jack Roush. And, uh, you know, I think you see this car. It plays some homage to it. The, the Six logo is inspired by the original Six, which means a lot to me with uh, Mark Barton and what he's done. 
uh, to get this company started as a driver, so I wanted to make sure we acknowledged him today. Uh, but that passion that started this team uh, is the DNA that will live on to me forever and that we aim to have. So it's with that DNA that we're reinvigorating and trying to find that next step and making the commitment to the future because uh, we believe and I believe in the future of NASCAR. Uh, and so there's a heavy emphasis on where we're going, and uh, I think you've seen that with some of our social media. We, we've brought in a ton of talent uh, that we're really excited about uh, in a time where, you know, there's some contraction with the new car and so forth. We've brought in over 20 people. We're very excited about that with more to come. Uh, Matt McCall, a new crew chief, is here today. I know there's a lot of people asking about him at the end of the season. So I'm excited to get to tell you, yes, Matt McCall will be my crew chief next year. Uh, but he and a plethora of others have come on board, and, and we're super excited about it. All these pieces are coming together, and we have very high expectations of winning races and competing for championships. So um, we're, we're proud to talk to you about that, all that today. Of course, I'll uh, go into a breakout session, and I'm sure there will be uh, uh, specific questions. I'll take all of those as we come. But uh, I want to say thank you. It's a huge day for us, huge day for me, um, and we're super excited and glad to put this car in front of you before it goes on the racetrack tomorrow. Uh, I know there's going to be a, a lot going on for the test, but of course, if you have any more questions then as well, you can uh, feel free to, to find us. But a uh, huge day for us, and I'd like to thank uh, a huge day for our sport. We're so excited to get racing and um, prove our worth on the racetrack. So thank you, guys. I want to extend my thanks to the Speedway for giving us this venue today to be able to showcase uh, what we've got in mind and answer our questions. Uh, thanks for, uh, for organizing it, Steve, and uh, for uh, putting the, the effort behind it to make the partnership uh, reality. Uh, Brad, uh, there was a lot of work there that uh, behind the scenes I was largely not involved with. Uh, through my uh, 40-some years of uh, racing uh, uh, nationally, uh, I've had eight partnerships. And uh, the first partnership I had was uh, 10 people uh, that were equal uh, members of a club that uh, raced, drag race nationally. I uh, was, uh, came on the national scene with a group that could, could win races and could, uh, could uh, compete for championships uh, initially. And uh, as I've changed from series to series, working my way to, to NASCAR, I've had partnerships that, uh, that have allowed me to do things ahead of what my personal experience was. And uh, this, this partnership is different in that it's uh, near the end of, of my career. Uh, I, uh, I have, uh, I'm still, by, still not uh, resisting green bananas. But I, uh, I'm closer to the end of my t time than I, uh, the beginning as far as my racing career is concerned. And to have Brad and, and Matt and all the guys that have been part of our organization uh, over the years and all the ones that have joined us now, uh, looking forward to them uh, having the success that I've had uh, when I continue the, uh, the dream of uh, being competitive in NASCAR is... Uh, Certainly something I stand on the balls of my feet, and I'll help as much as I can, as long as I can. I've uh, been besieged by questions over the last decade over what my plan was for retirement, and I really couldn't see uh, uh, how I was going to be able to back away from it without uh, having uh, the kind of approach that uh, Brad's brought and Steve Newmark has uh, fostered, and that uh, the, the guys that are part of our organization now are all uh, are signed up for. 
and uh, I'll be able to ba to back away some and to not go to all the races and not be on the first one on top of the pit box and uh, the last one to, to go uh, in my car to go home uh, as I've been in the past uh, f for most of, most of my time. But uh, I enjoy passing the baton to, to Brad. Uh, Steve questioned me if I was really willing to do that. And I said, well, as long as I can keep one hand on it for a while, it, uh, it'll work for me. But we look forward to going, uh, we look, for, look uh, favorably going forward to what we can do and uh, certainly the enthusiasm that I felt uh, when we were a young race team, uh, I feel again and uh, look forward to helping the people that have not won their championships and not won their races and not won Daytona and not won the World 600. I uh, look forward to celebrating those with us, uh, the rest of the team that have uh, yet to build their legacy uh, as we go forward. But, uh, thanks for being here today and uh, know that uh, the, uh, stay tuned. Uh, the, there's still life in the, life in the beast. Thank you. All right, with that, do we have any questions? All right, we'll go to, Jenna thinks she planned this event, so I'll let her go first. Yeah, I, I think that if you look at 2007 when Fenway came on, this was the color scheme that was adopted uh, with some reservation, my recollection from Jack, based on uh, bringing green into the mix. I think over the next five years he realized that green maybe wasn't as unlucky on the track as uh, it might have previously been thought to be. So, you know, as, as Brad had mentioned, you know, a lot of what we were looking at is we wanted to to signify that it is a new era, it is a, a new day. We've got, a, you know, a lot of energy and, and changes coming for who we are. At the same time, wanted to pay homage to our past and our history, and the, the green and the black has been something that's been with us for quite some time, uh, even, you know, changing the, the, the font and how the six looks falls into that category. So it's, it's new and different. It hasn't been changed, I think, Kevin, you said, in 20 years. But even this change harkens back to, to Mark Martin. So it was really trying to strike that balance of honoring the legacy but also signifying that it's a kind of a new, it's a new era for us. Bob? So I'll, I'll take the first part. We decided that this particular press conference would just be about the name change, the number and the logo, um, and that because we want to see you again and like to, to interact with you as much as possible, we'll have another date where we talk about our sponsors, which will be a lot of familiar faces that will go with it. And uh, I'll actually even answer the second one for Brad, that um, he's not bringing any of his of his sponsors over from Penske. That's, you know, that's part of the arrangement in this sport, and it's also something particularly when we have four teams, we've got a, a great relationship with Penske and obviously want to be respectful and, and honor all kind of agreements that fall in that category. Questions? Yes, yeah, so um, the idea of, we actually, Steve, I think, sent me a half a dozen or so different variations, um, and this six stood out right away. Uh, as being kind of a homage to, to Mark, and uh, it's got a little bit more angle to it, so it's got a little more modern flair. I think the other six was completely straight up and down, but uh, 
what do you call it, italicized, I guess is what it is, but uh, it certainly carries that legacy, and uh, I think it's super sharp. All right, any other questions? Yeah, piece by piece, you know, I think, um, you know, getting on the racetrack and actually competing will be a whole different experience. You know, there's the off-the-track stuff, which is sinking in. And, and, you know, we made this announcement that we were going to work together here and, and create this partnership, uh, I guess, four or five months ago now. And uh, that's given me a little bit of a runway, so to speak, to, to work through that. Uh, but getting on the racetrack will be a whole other piece, especially – whether it's the Clash or the Daytona 500 standing on the grid before the race, you know, that's, that's going to be a whole other level uh, for sure. But uh, my excitement level is, is very high, and the, the pieces that we're doing I feel really good about. Uh, we've got a lot of pieces moving, and, and we're kind of uh, playing our cards one at a time here, really intentionally, uh, so that we don't, um, you know, kind of bury all the good things we have happening. Uh, but there's a lot of great pieces moving, and, and I, I have a lot of confidence that, uh, although there are some people that question the things we're going to be able to do, I, I have a lot of confidence that we're going to do some great things, and uh, we're not going to skip a beat with respect to performance on the track and off. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you know, there's a, a lot of learnings. You know, there's, of course, the experiences where you, you look out and say, oh, that's why they do things that way. Then there's some things like, oh, that's why they did things that way. Yes, it's a little bit of that, uh, uh, what do you call it, that, that gif or whatever. But um, it, it's, it's an interesting experience. I, actually, my confidence in the sport and where it's going increased uh, or has been increased in the experience I've had so far. Uh, so that's been a real positive for me. And it's, in a lot of ways, it's reinvigorating. Uh, there were a lot of things happening behind the scenes that I didn't know about that uh, I think are, are sources of optimism and, and uh, really hope for where the sport's going that now I can obviously see. Anybody else? Who wants? Yes, ma'am. I think um, obviously the cup level is a, a whole nother level, Deb, right? You know, the, the cup level a lot, lot bigger. The numbers are all bigger. <laughs> you know, the top line's bigger, so is the bottom line. <laughs> you know, the, the, you bring in more money, you spend a lot more money, so you, you pretty much just add a zero on, on everything. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I think that there are a lot of commonalities, right? At the end of the day, you're still building a race car, you're still putting together the best team you can put together. Uh, you're still searching for the right funding to, to achieve all those things and competing against, you know, the best there is out there. So uh, the fundamentals are all the same. It just seems like the zeros are, uh, there's, there's one more on everything. Hi, guys. Hey, uh, Brad doesn't sound like his name's on the dotted line. So Jack's just going to kind of keep his hand on it until he feels comfortable walking away. Michigan guys get together, Rowdy. I, I think that's one of the biggest things. They're both from the same area. Well, Jack's a hands-on kind of guy, and I, you know, 
I guess his main concern is for the company to carry on. I, I was surprised to hear him be so frank about slowing down. I, me too. You, you know, I, I go back to the day when I used to watch him fly P, his P-51 Mustang out of the airport at Daytona. You see a P-51 go up after the race, you know, he was headed back to Michigan. <laughs> and it almost cost him a couple of times, two times, didn't it? Yeah, he. Uh, I, I don't think he... <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that he does not pilot an aircraft anymore, would be my guess. Uh, I, I would hope not. He's been fortunate twice. Yeah, he, he, mm-hmm. crashed, that P, he, he crashed that P-51 and then crashed some kind of um, some private plane, gee, somewhere out in the out in your end of the woods, I think, uh, Mark. On top of that. Yeah. That one, he crashed in the pond with a ex-retired Navy SEAL saved his life that had never been Lucky. to a NASCAR race. <laughs> I bet he's been to every one. I bet he's got box seats for every one set. <laughs> well, guys, hey, I appreciate y'all staying and hanging around for that. We wanted to kind of get that that little piece through. But, yeah, that's uh, good. Hey, we're going to do it all again. Monday night, guys. Get ready for Turkey Day. Looking forward to it, Rowdy. Uh, and until Monday night, make sure those lights are shining bright, Sam and Rowdy. We'll see ya. Good night, see Chad. See you, guys. Good night. Good, Good night. <laughs>